With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And this afternoon, the next instalment of the Roosters and Dragons Anzac Day Clash. And then tonight, it's a, well, it's a more modern day version of Australia and New Zealand. It's the Melbourne Storm and the Warriors. Seven o'clock tonight, coming to you live from Amy Park. And of course, that will be our game. You can hear here on SENQ, uh, 6.93am, or you can download the app to listen to that. Part of our coverage will be Jimmy Smith, Tim Manor, and the man who's on the line right now, who's played in Anzac Day clashes, or at least Anzac Day tests. Brett Kamali, a very good morning to you. And I, I, I do like saying this, happy Anzac Day, because, yes, we commemorate, but we also celebrate, don't we? Yeah, that's right, Benny. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, and obviously looking forward to today's clash. It's, uh, you know, it's one of the great pictures, as we heard Anthony Griffin talk about there, on a calendar if you're able to play as a traditional Anzac Day clash, which is what the Roosters and the Dragons have done for a while, and now the Storm and the Warriors. Um now, I want to congratulate the NRL. They've criticised quite a lot, and sometimes you know, we don't get everything right. But um, the way they've celebrated this round uh, has been first class, and I expect today to be um, the best again, uh, with obviously the game at Moorpark today, and then obviously the game in Melbourne tonight. Yeah, well, well said, Noddy. I've seen some commentary around about um, people saying, well, let's just save the commemorations and the celebrating the services before the matches just for Anzac Day. But no, I, I'm happy that they start on Thursday and I'm happy that they are played before every game. I, I agree, yeah. You know, obviously, it's Anzac Day round. Um, yeah. Traditionally, the two clubs that get to play today, um, they're traditional to play on an Anzac Day game. Obviously, we had the AFL yesterday. They didn't want to play today. Um, and then, obviously, as you said, it depends to play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. They're entitled to be a part of this special round. They don't get to play today, but they get to be a part of this special round and where those... Uh, great commemorative of derbies. And, and to everyone, there'd be a bit of history or some, someone would have a connection or a past of knowing why this round means so much to us. And, and obviously, you know, we get to live in this great country and the freedom that we have. Um, why, why don't we all get to you know, celebrate it? Yeah, 100%, mate. Look, I'll, I'll talk through today's games with you very shortly. But, but first of all, I, I want to address the, the biggest issue, the biggest talking point in the game right now, and it's, and it's hip drop tackles. I, I want to play you something from Graham Annesley yesterday, the head of football, and this is what his take was on the hip drop. The coaches prepare players every week for all sorts of things that can happen in a game. In fact, the whole gamut of things that can happen in a game. When you're in defence, when you're in attack, when you're in certain situations, when you're in certain field positions, uh, how do you avoid high tackles, how do, you, how do you avoid these sorts of tackles? And, you know, we have to, we have to coach the players out of this. We have to coach the players out of this. Now, Noddy, as a coach, can you actually coach a player not to do something, or is it about coaching them to do something? I, I just think that's a that's a you can't coach a player not to do something, can you? Like you can't go here's an example, well, don't do it. Well, I think as you said, there's a lot of practice, there's a lot of mechanics, there's a lot of breakdowns. There's obviously wrestling, which we do a lot of, or everyone does a lot of tackle control, uh, which is done internally in a gym or a dojo, and then uh, then obviously you, it changes when a player starts running at you. Um, strength and physicality. Uh, it's been a horrible look for the game. I don't know if it's been deliberately 
coached, or and I don't think players are deliberately doing the hip drop. But it's just as the game's getting faster, so this is what they need to be careful here. The NRL is you can't say you can control everything. We want six to go. We want ball in play. We want faster play. Um, we also then need to make sure that when a player gets in a in a bad tackling position, he's entitled to make a tackle and still. Sometimes the players lose their legs and fall sideways. Other times I do agree that they drop their body weight onto the player. So, uh, yeah, it's a hard one to look at. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not too sure whether you can or can't take it. But I do agree that we need to sort of stand back to the game because it's the player safety. Uh, there's, there's going to be someone who back the leg and people that get long-term injuries. Yeah. When issues like this pop up, call it crusher tackles, cannonball tackles, whatever it may be that the league seems to be cracking down on, as a coach... Do you do you have parts of your training sessions where you focus on correcting this or actually doing the the, the right thing? Is that is that something that happens at training? Sorry, I just lost you for two seconds. Yeah, it, no, as a coach, is that something you can do at training when there's issues that pop up, like crusher tackles and cannonball tackles? Do you actually take time out of training or or insert a session into a training block where you you focus on this stuff? Oh, I think so, yeah. I think once it becomes an issue to the game and we've seen the commission get involved, um, we've seen Graham Annesley now make some comments about, about the players need to learn how to not do it. Um, I think players and coaches are always where puts them in certainly in dangerous situations, what causes penalties against. Um, you know, these things are... The tackling technique won't change too much from what we've done in the off-season and what we've done for years. It's just probably a matter of in the player's head. If they lose that tackle control a little bit, you probably can't drop your body weight onto the legs. You've probably got to fall on the ground and probably drag that person on top of you, which effectively is a playable loss, but it's not a hit drop tackle. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think it'll, it'll be addressed by all coaches and all players. Like, players are pretty smart as well. Like, you know, we, we know, not we don't know we're doing it, but there's certain situations where you feel like you can avoid, you'd be better off to try and avoid that happening. Um, unfortunately, the game, the, the pace of the game, the physicality of the players, at some stage, someone's going to get make a tackle and fall off the side of someone, and they're going to land on someone's legs. Um, not that that is going to happen as a deliberate act, but that'll happen just in a, in a tackling relation. All right, mate, let's have a look at today's games, the Anzac round, so the Anzac Day games, I should say. Roosters, Dragons kick us off this afternoon, 4 o'clock in Sydney. Uh, the Roosters have won eight of their last nine against the Dragons, so, so a very formidable record there, but... When you look at these games, the Anzac games, the Dragons have won nine of the last 14. There is something about these games that they get up for. Yeah, there is. And obviously, as you said, the, the excitement, it's like playing test match football. You've got all the adrenaline running through uh, the pride. Um, you hear the, the last post sort of um, sung and, and, and before the game. Yeah, it's a close match. It's, as you said, the Dragons are great victory in this game, but not great victory in the traditional round. They, they've been poor this year. They've got to inspire. Um, obviously, Trent Robinson is looking for a list for a list. He's got a couple of huge decisions to, to drop one of his halves in Sam Walker and put Luke Keery the halves and, and Joseph Marty the 5 I effectively think that's a better team. I think they can win the comp in that combination. Um, I'm not sure what that means for Sam Walker because I think Sam Walker and Luke Keery are exactly the same two players. So I don't know if he's going to be playing in the same team. And I think Luke Keery, with the seniority he's got, I think his kicking games probably be better. So. Probably going in this one, I'm leaning towards the Roosters. I think they'll be a great chance to win it. Um, but as you said, that who knows, with the, with the Dragons needing to get really aggressive, the only way they're going to win this, if it's a really low-scoring affair and tough and physical, I think if it becomes a blowout in the first game of football, there's a Manu at 5'8", Tedesco at fullback, and 
the speed that the Roosters can play at. I, I think the Roosters can blow them off the park if the Dragons let that happen. Yeah, Manu at 5'8". It's going to be interesting watch to see that. We know what damage he did in the World Cup last year, and, and this does turn the Roosters into even a more attacking or a potent attacking weapon having him there. All right, let's have a look at the game that you're calling tonight. It is the Storm and the Warriors, Australia and New Zealand, if you like to put it. It's the uh, Anzac Clash, a uh, Trans-Tasman Anzac Clash. The Storm have won their past 13 games against the Warriors. Yeah, I think the Storm win at home. They're very hard to beat at Amy Park. Amy Park. Um, as you said, the tradition, again, of this class, it'll, it'll get both fans up, it'll get both teams up. I'm going to say, um, at the moment, if we are appointing a coach of the year, then Andrew Webster gets coach of the year for the Warriors. I think yeah. he's done a tremendous job. Um, they've got Sean Johnson absolutely firing. They've got a good style of football now. They look fit, which the Warriors probably was always a knock on them. And to convince Roger Tilvasa-Shek to come back and play league, that's a huge win for our game and for the Warriors. Um, I don't think they win tonight, but I think there's a lot of great things going on for the Warriors. Um, and I just think the, the, the Storm, is, uh, you know, they're always too clinical. They get the job done. They find a deficiency in, in the opposition's weakness. And, yeah, you've got, you know, Harry Grant, um, Cam Munster. They, they seem to find ways of winning games of football, which which the Warriors sort of got, do have a going with Sean Johnson. But yeah. um, I think the Warriors have just got a few more players. Sorry, the Storm have got a few more players that are that match winning quality. Well, it's so close on the ladder, and I, I can't remember the last time that the Warriors were above the Storm on the ladder. They're sitting sixth. The Storm are just clinging on to eighth spot. Uh, so they've actually had more wins, the Warriors, this year than, than Melbourne. One more win, but still, that, and they've been the surprise packet. Yeah, they're going great. They're going absolutely outstanding, the Warriors. As you said, it's good for the game. You know, they've got their act together. They've got a good coach. Well, and there's a, a genuine, you know, the other thing is these guys have lived out of home for three years. Yeah. You know, it's, they've sacrificed so much and they've done a good job, but yeah, it's all great that they're going well. Noddy, I'm going to let you go. That line's a bit dodgy, but uh, we know it'll be loud and clear tonight when you are calling that on SENQ. It is the Storm and the Warriors, the Anzac Clash from 7 o'clock tonight. Amy Park, uh, Jimmy Smith, Brett Kamali, and Tim Manor calling all the action. Noddy, thank you, mate. You enjoy the rest of Anzac Day.